When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is Inside Gamecock Athletics, the official podcast of the South Carolina Gamecocks. Now, here's your host, the director of athletics at the University of South Carolina, Ray Tanner. Our first guest today is no stranger to followers and fans of Gamecock Athletics. Marcus Lattimore is the director of player development for Gamecock Football. He also is the founder of the Marcus Lattimore Foundation, which is committed to youth, emphasizing character, life skills, development, education, and health and wellness. Welcome, Marcus. Glad to have you as our first guest of Inside Gamecock Athletics. How are you today? Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be on. You've uh, you've been around here for quite a while. So, in, in you know, you took a stint. You made your run at the NFL, and you came back. Yeah. How long How long have you been here total as a, as an undergrad? How many years you been here? Grew up in Duncan. Uh, came here in 2010, so it's almost going on 10 years. So I've been in Columbia a long time. I can do math now. So you're, you're uh, but you don't have any grace. So you're, you're, you're going pretty good. Going well. I yeah. can't complain uh, at all. Yeah. Columbia's been good to me. Good. Well, we love, we love having you here. Yes. T- tell me, um, you've been through so many different things while you've been here as a student athlete on top. Yeah. You know, you had some adversity with the injury. You've been through so much. You're beloved. You're a class act. You you get pulled in 22 different directions all the time. People want you to do things. You try to say yes to everything. I've been around you, so it's a challenge. But go back to just a simple the time that you spent here at Carolina. What what are the major lessons that that you learned from your time here? A lot. You know, this was. College was the first time I was ever on my lo- uh, alone, obviously, uh, by myself. 
Um, you know, the pe- one, one thing I've learned about the state of South Carolina, you know, ever since I've been in just these 10 years and, and, and the publicity and the visibility that I've had, uh, if you if you are a person of influence and you're and you use that influence in the correct way, you have you you wherever you go in the state it doesn't matter what city it doesn't matter if if, if it's if you're in a city where there's more Clemson or more Gamecock I think that that throws it out the window because the state's so small and because football is so important you can make a huge impact on the youth um and I started to realize that and you asked me during my time here what I've learned I start to realize my influence I start to realize the impact I do have on not only the youth, uh, but just people in general, because we're all human, you know, and, and because my adversity was displayed on TV where a lot of people could see it, uh, they they kind of saw how I handled it. And, you know, a, a, a death in the family, an injury, uh, you know, we all can relate going through pain and adversity. I think that's one thing that's constant throughout our life, no matter what. Uh, but how you handle it, how you respond, um, you, you have a choice. You have a choice of how you respond. And I knew a lot of people were watching me, you know, during that time of, of how I would handle this situation, especially with my injuries and, and, you know, just things not working out how they should work out. Well, that's the problem. I, I, I looked at things as how they should work out when at the end of the day, life is what it is. All right. Whatever whatever hand that you're dealt, you don't have a choice but to play it. Right. Uh, and, and that lesson right there um, has helped me more than anything get through just about every phase of life. Um, just understanding how to handle adversity and realizing that it's a teaching tool and it's only there to make you stronger. So. And that's what you're doing now. I know that you have helped so many young athletes today whether they're on our football team or people yeah. in the community and and even even now you know when we're over at williams price so many young people wearing the jersey number 21 mm. and they yell your name and it it dawned on me that these kids they don't they don't re, they don't remember Mm-mm. marcus Lattimore the player but you know what they remember marcus Lattimore the person and it they know you played football but right. they know more about your character which resonates with me because they they can't really talk to you about football because a lot of them were younger right but they know what you stand for and what you represent so you have you have affected so many lives and it's wonderful that that that's your dedication and your passion coach i i i really i marvel at it every time i'm amazed by it because i i still do a lot of camps across the state of south carolina with kids you know ages five to ten fitness camps you know just creating healthy habits and exercises that they can do. But, I mean, they'll come up to me and they'll say certain things, and I know that they got that information from their parents. So they got it from their older brother, their older sister. And, and, I mean, just realizing that, you know, this this life is so short. And what what do you want to be defined by? Hopefully that, that I was able to, show them how to navigate through life a little bit because i mean it it, it comes from mistakes you know the lessons that i've had it comes from pain it comes from adversity it comes from failures 
but it also comes from some success. And being able to share that, man, it, it's it's a privilege is what it is. Awesome. It's, I, I see it as a privilege. So I'll put you in a position that I, I know you work with our football program. Right. But whether uh, – you know, it was a whether it's a freshman that's just getting to campus, and we just started the semester. That's on our beach volleyball team, or a freshman running back trying to find his way in football. What kind of advice do you say? Hey, hey, hold on here. Let me help you out. Let me save you. Let me save you something. You're oh, you're a rookie. You just got here. Let me give you some advice. What what do you tell them? Yeah. That's a great question. <laughs> it is. It's a great question. So I look at the generation now because you, you'd be amazed how much it's changed in the past four or five years because of social media, because of the advancement of technology. Everything's changed. So I look at them a little bit dispassionately when they make mistakes or when they, um, when they do something out of character something that doesn't the behavior doesn't match that person i look at them different because i made those mistakes and i realized that most of it is unconscious and when i say unconscious we as we as a as a human we, we deal with stress we deal with anxiety we look for ways to deal with pleasure we cling to whatever excites us in the moment most of our behavior is things that's just repeated over and over and it's just compulsive behavior but we don't know where it's coming from uh all of us is come from we're just a product of our habits and our environment and our circumstances so i take that into account before i talk to any kid before i give any advice you know for example, there's a freshman on our team right now who, who comes from an area where things are prevalent. Drugs, crime, poverty, violence, all of these things are prevalent. He deals with stress in a specific way because of his background. And it was just learned behavior. He didn't know it. He didn't understand it. It was just learned behavior. When I kind of broke it down to him in a way where he can understand it and he realizes that you don't have a problem it's just how you how you're dealing with stress and anxiety it 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 gives him the power to overcome it whatever issue that you're dealing with uh but but for just to answer your question know yourself know yourself um is the first piece of advice i give him and i give him tools and i give him uh different I give them tools and I different, give them different ways that they can realize that they can understand themselves a little bit better by just a, a lot of people don't a lot of people don't know how to articulate their moods, their feelings, and their emotions. Especially when they're so young. When it, it, when they're so young, it, it's it's the hardest thing to do. And if you don't, the danger in that is if you don't, you go to those. You go to those negative behaviors to 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 cope with anything that you're going through. Right. Uh, so know yourself, knowing yourself and knowing where your emotions come from, because they, your emotions are are, are the thing that drive the behavior that you're doing. So 
Great advice. And you mentioned something that um, I want to ask you about. You know, and I'm I'm older and maybe somewhat cynical, but social media mm. social media really concerns me. Not so much for me, you know, because I can see something negative or I can read something and I sort of take it in stride for what it is. But I'm not sure that the youth of America today yeah. can brush things off as easily. Absolutely. How do you, you how do you deal how do you see social media? How do you feel about it and what do you think the answer is? That's it's such a complicated question because there's so many benefits to it you know you can use it as a great platform and you can inspire and influence a lot of people i mean coach i i mean i bet you never would have thought that you'd be on twitter and you'd have i mean almost forty thousand followers but i mean that's a huge don't don't short me i i think i'm around 70 you got more i'm short you (laughs) that's my bad but you know what i follow you so 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 you do you do inspire me you know i follow you and you, you usually have at least something good every day. Yeah. So you are an inspiration. But I try, th- I try to put something out there. I, I try to use it in that way. I right. try to use it because it is a great platform to reach a lot of people. But with youth, uh, like, like you mentioned, with our, with our college student athletes, or, you know, just kids in high school, it's, um, it's dangerous if it's dangerous to your ego. All right, because you, it's not a real interaction. And people spend, simply spend too much time on it. And and it's why it's so hard to have face-to-face communication because why would you have, why would you want to do that when you can go on your phone and receive all the love that you want from the strangers? I mean, we all want validation. (laughs) You know, we all want attention. And Twitter, Instagram, any type of social media platform gives you that instant attention that you want and you need. And it can indirectly affect your 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 work habits. I've seen it happen. I, I've, what would be a need to work hard when you can just go on your phone and get all the love that you want? It can be dangerous, but it also can be a great tool to... Um, show the world who you are. And I know you've used it that way. So now I'm going to really put you on the spot. So you're 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 a social media guy. I mean, but so, uh, yeah. in the right way. Yeah. So when you take your wife to dinner, mm. are you allowed to pick your phone up? Tell I, the truth. You, you know what? I I noticed. I noticed a couple of months ago. I was addicted to it. I really was. I was addicted to you it. You were plugged and she, in. And she called me out. My wife will call me out. Get off your phone. Why are you always on it? So for, so now I'm only on Twitter if it's on my computer. I'm only on Instagram if it's on my computer. Because when, when you have it on your phone, when you have the app on your phone, you always have access to it. Right. And, and your brain is saying, give me that attention. Give me that validation. I need it right now. That's what your brain is telling you. So I just had to remove it uh, because I, I have... I've noticed, and this is another thing that I try to explain to my guys, uh, generational curses are real. I have an addictive personality, and it's in my family, and I know that. You know, so once I'm on something, you know, now now my new thing is is philosophy. I just go down into a rabbit hole into it because I have that personality. But if 
when you know it, when you know yourself, the advice that I give them, when you know yourself and you know your weaknesses, you got to remove yourself from it because you'll get stuck on it. I, I may need some help on uh, on my Twitter account because you know, sometimes concessions doesn't go well. We have traffic after football games. Oh, or, goodness. Or if we didn't win a game, I may need some help. You See, can, that, can you jo- can I, somehow you join in? You're juggling like 18 <laughs> different elements. Transportation, athletics, security. Yeah. How do you handle all of that? Well, I I do try to pay attention just a little bit, not because I'm in, intrigued or even addicted to it. Right. I kind of want to see what, you know, what the temperature is, mm. where the what the landscape is. It's not that I'm going to believe if some guy calls me a bum on Twitter, right. I'm I'm not going to necessarily agree with him. Right. But if there's a complaint, I want to try to see if it's real to give me an, an opportunity to try to fix some things. So there are some good, you mentioned the platform sometimes can be good, I, right. but I, I don't take it personal. I think it's just people sometimes express themselves in a different way. I don't, I don't really let it bother me, but it does bother right. some people when you get negative feedback, you know, you, you run for a hundred yards, you run for 10 yards. All of a sudden you're a bad running back. If you didn't get a hundred, you know, and mm. it's the same guy. So that's and they're 19 years old. It's concerning, uh, you, you know. Right. I, I, if a 19 year old or 20 year old doesn't know themselves, and they're not comfortable in their skin, they'll take that criticism. I saw I saw a quote the other day: "Never take criticism from somebody you wouldn't take advice from." You know, and, and they may take that criticism personally, right? And, and, and internalize it, and now they think they're this horrible player when, when in reality it's just people's emotions can overtake the situation at times that may not be how that person really feels you know somebody may say something on on a social media platform where it is disrespectful and it may touch a nerve but you got to remember you got to sit in that person's shoes as well and and look at their situation and say, look, their emotions are just taking over the situation. They're passionate about the game, the right. game of football or any athletic that they, you know, that they follow. So, all right, let's go. Let's let's flip the script here. Let's go yeah. Garnet and Black. You had a lot of good days. I mean, you were uh, you were, I mean, you were a guy that came into this program, a highly touted, highly recruited, highly respected young man who who put your roots down in this state at the University of South Carolina. What's um, maybe your greatest memory or a couple of your gr- greatest memories wearing that number 21 as a student athlete? I get that question all the time, Coach. I really do. And it's hard to answer because I had so many good times in the locker room. I had so many good times on the plane back from a win. I had so many good times, like, <laughs> that that weren't in Williams Bryce Stadium, you know. So it, it's hard to top uh, winning the East in 2010 down in Florida and, and seeing the smile on Coach Furrier's face. You know, um, it's it's hard to top Alabama, you know, in 2010. It's hard to top Georgia in 2012 when I've, you know, literally I thought there was an earthquake at Williams Bryce because it was so loud. <laughs> Uh, after Ace, Ace Sanders returned to punt and, and really kind of sealed the deal for us. But the moments that I remember the most are the fights in practice. You know, the 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 
bus rides back from a win at Clemson. I mean, just the fun and and, and the, the fun that we had together as teammates. People ask me, do I miss playing? No, I don't miss playing. I do not miss getting hit. I don't miss being injured. Well, a lot of times they missed you now when you went through the – they missed you. But you did take a few shots. I I took a few shots. I don't miss that, but I do miss the relationships. The camaraderie. The brotherhood. It's nothing like it. Because you're going to battle with somebody who relates with with how you feel in the moment and what you're doing. It's awesome. If you you had to – Think about this for a second. If there were one or two people that you ha- you came across at the University of South Carolina, I mean, athletics or on campus, one or two people that you would say, they really, uh, I'm so grateful, I'm so thankful that they came into my life. Who, who would you say? Now, I know there's been a lot of people that are important to you, but I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah. Just one or two, huh? Yeah, that's it. One or two is tough. Uh, you can rule me out. You don't have to. You don't have to include. <laughs> me. You don't have to count me. You are definitely one of. Them, okay. But, okay. Um, you know I. God, like Dr. Corwin. Um, you know she she's the head of our public health school. She is so authentic, so genuine. Um, had a passion for public health, uh, but just had a passion for life in general. It really made class fun, um, you know, forever grateful to her and, and everything that she's done for me. But Maria Hickman, I mean, she is she is the the mother at times, the sister, uh, the mentor, the counselor, uh, somebody you can call in the middle of the night. You know, when I retired from the NFL, the, one of the first calls I made was to Maria Hickman. Uh, because I didn't have any sense of direction that she gave us she gave us that structure we craved that we know we did that we knew we needed but we really didn't know we she she is uh, such a such a asset to this university and, and forever thankful to everything that she's done for me but I just remember being on campus and everybody within our sanitation or janitorial department are usually from the city of Columbia. And they would, after any win, loss, anytime they saw me, they would speak. Um, and, and that's hundreds of people on, on, on campus. I couldn't even name all of them. So um, a lot of people have made an impact on me and showed me that the little, like, the little things matter in life. Uh, being present, being there, uh, forever thankful for those interactions. Well, you you obviously throughout your career here, from the day you stepped on campus, you've handled you've handled yourself well. I always, um, you know, got a chance to viv- visit with your mom, mm. probably more than I I, I did you because I right. got to see her a lot. I don't know, we cross paths all the time, so we always had a big laugh. Of course, she would she was a hugger too, so she. Oh, yeah. she should always do the hug thing. So it was, uh, it was great, and you know that you're still here means means so much to us. It's been so exciting to to have you around. You have impacted so many lives and made a difference, and you'll continue to do that. And it's beyond sports. You know, sports is just what we do. Mm-hmm. It's not who we are, and nobody has exemplified that 
any more than you have in, in your life. And you mentioned Maria Hickman. You know, people ask me, hey, who's your best coach? you got a lot of coaches. Who's your best coach? And most often I'll say Maria Hickman. Mm. And they'll say, well, what does she coach? And I go, people. She people who play yes. people who play sports. Yes. And they go, no, really, who is it? I said, well, she's a, she's a senior associate athletics director. Now she's a senior women's administrator. So she's elevated. But the deal is we got to keep her. You know, athletes come and go. We're not letting Maria come and go. I may have to call on you, and we'll have to tie her down one day. She's like LeBron. Everybody wants her. Everybody wants her, but we we gotta we gotta keep her with us. But it's uh it's been honored to have you visit. I know we get a chance to to chit chat here and there, but it's been great that you know I was here during your time, and we've had a chance to to become friends. And you do remember that when you were out on the left coast and your career was coming to an end. I did ring you up, if you yes. remember. I said, hey, yes. I don't know what you're going to do, but we got a spot. I don't know what that spot is, but we got it. Man. So I remember that phone call. It was uh, vivid in my mind today where we had a chance to visit. And lo and behold, you, you ended up with us. So we're, we're delighted. My, my, my life is, has been uh, amazing. A big part of that is because of the people here at the university. Uh, so thank you for everything that you do for everybody involved and especially this state that i love well thank you you have influenced me even though i'm just a few years older than you not that many (laughs) don't be don't be making any comments but you have you have inspired me and influenced me so we're great that you were able to be a part of this podcast today so thank you ladies and gentlemen number 21 marcus Lattimore. Joining us today on this segment is Gamecock Beach Volleyball student athlete Frankie Harrison, a senior from Rocky Top. Oh, yeah. Do people say Rocky Top or do they say Knoxville? I mean, when, both. When when you came over here, did did you say you were from Rocky Top or from Knoxville? <laughs> I mean, technically I say Knoxville because, you know, Rocky Top's not technically the city, but people would usually make that connection. I never say Knoxville. I always say Rocky Top. You just say Rocky Top, Tennessee? Yeah, but I, I never will do the the song i don't like the song why not it's a classic i don't i don't like it i don't like anything about tennessee really nothing Nothing. absolutely bad colors it starts with colors i mean i can't argue with that okay the orange is not the best all right so we'll 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 move on okay but you know my notes say that you are possibly the most media savvy student athlete in our athletics department really that is a is that very powerful title there is that self-proclaimed or is that is that true um, considering I've never heard that, I would say not self-proclaimed. <laughs> but whoever said that, thank you. We'll just we'll just go with it. Yeah. So give us a give me some background on the fact that you're a podcast veteran. How did that come to be? What? Right. Uh, well, I'm so I'm in SAC also, and there's a podcast through the mental health department here called Hear Me Out, and basically the supervisor of that podcast, she works in the mental health department, came and spoke to SAC last year uh, around. I don't actually know, I think in the spring, and said she was looking for hosts for next year. And I was just super interested in it. I thought podcasting was a really cool idea. I thought it was a cool concept. Um, And so I reached out to her, applied to it, didn't really hear back a whole lot throughout the spring and just kind of really, you know, tried to get in contact with her again uh, kind of in the summer. And it just worked out. And I applied and I had to, like, do a little trial run and I got it. And so now I've done three episodes and it's super fun. That's awesome. So before you did those three episodes, did you, like, 
you like practice in your car? Do you like practice in your room? For oh, like, all the time. For like months? You Every just day. looked in the mirror, you did all those things? Yeah, I had exercises when I woke up, before I went to bed, <laughs> all of it. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I, I know that, you know, we're catching you at the end of practice, but tell our listeners what a day is like in the life of a student athlete. I got a, I got a feeling that being Frankie is a little bit different than being most student athletes. Right, but say, right. Give me a typical day all right, of what yeah. you go through. I'll give you, yeah, just a tip, not a Frankie day, just like kind of a, a chiller day. Um, well, let's see. This morning we had weights at, I had to get up at 5. Wait a minute, 5 a.m.? Well, 5.07 is my first alarm. Second one is 5.15. So I got it. The 5.07 kind of gets me, you know, like going oh, a no, little I, bit. Yeah. So just kind of gets the brain waking up. And then the 5.15, I'm like, oh, crap, got to really. So you're still like eight minutes in there. Oh, absolutely. That eight minutes is crucial. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know Maritz was so mean. I mean, you. Right? I know. I Can we get on that? Yeah, Athletic director, I'm, come ta- on. I'm taking notes. <laughs> okay, good. So you get started. So now it's like five, five fifteen. Now what? So get up at five fifteen. Get ready for weights. Get myself a little snack. Leave for weights around five thirty a.m. Um, get to weights, obviously, and we walk in at five forty-five a.m. And then this morning we actually had jump testing, so we didn't have like a typical weightlifting session. So we like had, box jumps. Today. Is that what it was? No, it, it, we do like vertical testing and like velocity testing. And okay. I'm going to butcher it if I try and talk about it. And our strength coach is going to be like, do you even know what we do there? And I'll be like, I just. Yeah, you jump. Yeah, I'm jumping. You tell, tell me to jump, I'll jump. That's all you got to do. Awesome. Yeah. So, so we had that this morning. How long does that last? That was an hour. That's like a normal lifting session. So from 545 to 7-ish is when we like lift and then go get some breakfast, obviously. And then go, well, see, now I'm a senior, so my class schedule isn't quite as rigorous. So I feel like everybody's like, oh, student-athletes at the classes. And I have one class today. So I just feel like I, I need to give you the typical life of somebody with more classes. So it sounds more impressive. Why aren't you taking more classes? You could be take, you could be doing graduate work. You could be loading up. I mean, yeah, I could. Or I could be napping after weights for a hot second well, and then go do, to my class. Do you, go, you eat breakfast before you go take your nap? Always, yeah, always. And then you go, then you go do a noon class. Eleven forty, technically. Right. And then you have to rest again before you go to practice. So you have to have lunch now. Yeah, no. So then I book it from class to practice. Get a little snack, lunch in between. I see. Yeah. Wow. The nap is crucial, though. <laughs> of course. Well, tell me a little bit about practice. How's see from where we are today in mm-hmm. my office? I yeah. got I got a great view. You yeah, know? this is beautiful. You know that was my sport beach, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that was the creation since I've become an athletic. Yeah, did you no. know that? Yeah, I did. No, you, are you agreeing with me? You and you and Judy. I'm not giving Judy any credit. Oh, okay. Are you kidding not me? Not Judy. Not Judy. Off the you. off the record, I give her credit. Yeah. Are we on the record? Does this count? Do people <laughs> hear? Will people hear this? <laughs> no, really. This was. Uh, you don't remember this because you're so young. But in 2000, I was in the Olympics in Sydney, Australia. Really? Yes. And beach volleyball. Misty yeah. May Trainer and Carrie Walsh. Yeah. You know the names. Yeah, of course. So I was with the baseball team during my spare time. Where did I go? What, what do you mean, where did you go? Where did I go during my spare time? I Watch beach volleyball? Absolutely. Oh. So years ago when it came up, hey, we got to add a sport. What's it going to be? Are we going to add bowling? Are we going to add lacrosse? Are we go- what are we going to do? Beach volleyball. Beach volleyball. Always. Yeah, so I'm... Um, so this is like your child. It, we're your, we're your brainchild. I, that's why I had it built where I could keep an eye on it. Yeah. So have, were you just looking out and you're like, you know what we're missing right there? Sand courts. Absolutely. And it fits perfectly. And just so you know, I have binoculars. 
Do you? I use my binoculars to make sure you're working out. You can see everything? Everything. Okay. And when it's raining, mm-hmm. that's when I really get my binoculars out because I don't want you off the sand when it's raining. Oh, no, we're there. Don't you're, worry. You're there. It's right. snowing. We're out there. I see Tornado all, rolling through. Catch us out I there. See, I see you all the time. Yeah. So two out of the last three years, we've been in the top eight. We missed last year. We did. So we'll be back this year. Oh, absolutely. Top five this year. All right. This Count is, on it. Yeah, make sure we record that. Write that down. Say that Somebody? again. Top five. Okay, we're rolling. Done. All right, so we talked about SAC earlier. Mm-hmm. I visited SAC last week. You did? Said a few words. How did I do? You did pretty good. Well, I, I'm looking for a grade. Um, well, considering before we started this, you said your intro is B plus, and you were excited about that, I'm going to give you... I'll, I'll give you an A minus. A minus? Is that the best grade you've ever received? <laughs> <laughs> well, since I didn't get any in grad school or undergrad, it probably is. Well, there you go. But you did seem kind of excited when my part was over. You... Because you took the stage. Yeah, I mean. I noticed that, you know, you have four or five officers yes. besides yourself. Yes. And you seem to really want to be front and center. Is that? Is that? I, that's probably applicable in my life. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Well, tell us about SAC. I mean, a lot of people don't, don't know what SAC is, so yeah. uh, tell us about it. So SAC is a Student Athlete Advisory Committee. Uh, it's really cool. I heard about it my freshman year because Beach... Beach volleyball players have pretty much always been really involved in it, and I just thought it was a really cool idea of getting people from every team to kind of come together once a week. One, you get to meet people from other teams that you might not get to otherwise. So I thought that was a cool concept. You get to talk about issues that are going on in the athletic department. You actually get to make change in the athletic department, and I thought that was a really cool idea, so I had to beg Maria to let me in it. I bothered her all freshman year. I was like, hey, just letting you know, I want to be in SAC. If you want to put me in there, like, I'll happily be in there. I'm creative. I have great ideas. Yeah. You won't regret it, Maria. And hopefully she doesn't. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, give us an example um, of something that an initiative that SAC has moved for your student athlete population. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, well, I think the cool thing is that we have committees within SAC. And so it's not like everybody in SAC is kind of working on all the same thing, so we can kind of cover a lot of areas. So I'm in charge of the marketing committee, so I do kind of PR, social media, that um, that aspect. That we have This year we have a new inclusion committee. Parker White is the head of that. That's kind of cool. It's new. It's for you know student-athletes. Parker's kind of their liaison. If there's something specific going on with golf, tennis, baseball, whoever it is, they can go to Parker and kind of work on those issues specifically, which I think is a really cool idea and something that we've implemented this year into SAC. Um, so that's pretty cool. And then we have a community service committee, and that's kind of, you know, Carolina or Carolina, yeah, Carolina can, or Carolina can um, that whole thing, kind of talking about how we can get more student-athletes involved, you know, just any community service opportunities that are available, that's kind of community service liaison is that committee. Um, and then we have special events, so like the bowling event that we have, um, National Student Athlete Day, kind of just any fun events that we want to put on. We're talking about a talent show this year. I don't know if that's supposed to be under wraps. It's not anymore, obviously. But we're talking about that. So it's just really cool to have so many different, um, I think, pools of opportunity that people in SAC can get involved in and kind of get a feel for what they like to do. That, that's wonderful. So you mentioned bowling. Yeah. Who's going bowling? We all, we're all going bowling. Well, we, we like your SAC committee? No, student. we did it last year, like student-athletes, all student-athletes. We're going bowling. Well, you know, we have a lot of administrators here. Are you saying, are you good, though? Because, I mean, we have high standards for this bowling, this bowling event. Well, are you, are you, 
interested in. What's uh, your at? What's your average score? Well, whatever yours is, I'm like I'm like one point better. Are you sure? Well, I'm just saying, if you're going to go bowling, yeah, you know, a bunch of student athletes, right? Who are you going to compete against? What do you mean? Each other. Well, that's no fun. Why not? Why don't you take on some 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 of our administrative staff? You guys want to come Why out? Why don't you challenge you, us? You come on out. We can do administrators we'll get, versus student athletes. We'll get some. We'll get some T-shirts. We'll make up some T-shirts. Okay. We'll get team names going. Yeah. We'll, All right. We'll. we'll I'll put, we have sack tonight. I'll throw this in there. Don't worry. Yeah, throw it out. Bring, get your best, get your best 10 bowlers. Yeah. yeah. I'll corral my best, yeah. my best 10. Yeah. I'll say, all right, and guys, I'll, be I'll, honest. I'll get my group over here. Okay. And I'm really probably the only really good athlete over here, but I'll bring nine wow, other people. Wow, that's, that's a bold statement. Well, you're you saying know. that in front of administrators well, look around. in here. Look around. There's people I mean, working the athletic department in here, and you're just throwing that out there. Well, sometimes you just have to be honest. Uh, yeah, that's fair. You, know, so, you just got to look yourself in the mirror and say, you, I'm better. Put them on, I'll put them on my back, and we'll go. Yeah. I'm sure your SAC committee will be on your back, right? Yeah. So probably you and I will be matched up. Like, you think? We'll, we'll, be in we'll group, go head-to-head? We'll be group one. Okay. So, so that's, yeah. that's perfect. We'll be player so, one. Yeah, so throw that out to your counterparts. Okay. Say, hey, we really want to go have some fun. Yeah. Or do we want to take on the administration? Yeah. yeah, I'll say, all right, guys, enough of this just nonsense every year. Let's really step it up, take Let's it seriously. Be serious. Yeah, what are we doing? All right, so going into uh, the 2019-2020 academic year, does SAC have any real big real big plans? You did, you did sort of leak out the talent show. But I did. Do you have any, any big plans? Um, I don't know as far as newer stuff, maybe more so just adding to, I think, the stuff that we've already been doing and just trying to make it better. Um, so just creating more opportunities for student-athletes to get involved as much as they can. And I think this year especially, um, it's kind of always been, you know, SAC officer, SAC president, just kind of talking to SAC. And I think this year we've talked a lot about wanting it to be a lot more interactive of it's not us just standing up there talking to them for an hour and then them going home. It's a, It's really like hey, take this information back to your teams, bring information to these meetings from your teams that you want to see changed, and we will actively work on making a change and make an impact in this community because we have that power. And so I think um, that's probably the biggest change from previous years to now is just really trying to make it um, as seamless of communication as possible. Well, I'll be, on, I'll be honest with you. Um, since I've been here and, you know, I have people that I am – answer to board of trustees mm-hmm. uh, president and sac i mean sac is valuable to me when when the student athlete initiative is brought up the first thing i ask is where's sac on this issue mm-hmm. so never never lose sight of that because years ago they would bring something to me we don't like the way the bus route runs we mm-hmm. don't we don't exactly like the food at the dodi or we don't like different things we make changes and i'll try to help you make changes yeah and you know, sometimes finances prevent you doing from major stuff. But right. when you bring things, when SAC steps forward, you guys are our leaders. So it makes a difference. And I want you to know that, that I am very grateful for what SAC stands for and the role that you play. Thank you. And you're wow. the you know, you're the leader I of mean, the podcast. So it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And I did listen to your podcast, by the way. Did you? I did. did you listen to all three episodes? I, did I listen to all three? I, <laughs> he has to check. Well, there was one was kind of long. Yeah. You had Ryan on. Was that what, just... We've already been talking for 15 minutes. What are you talking about? Podcasts are... They're, they're great. Yeah. I thought I really thought it was awesome. Yeah. The one with Ryan was really... It was really cool. Yeah. Ryan was really good. He was. It was really cool to get to... I kind of already knew him. We went to a an SEC conference thing together in the summer, but it was really cool to get him on there and 
Yeah, you made him very comfortable. Good. You make me nervous, but you made him comfortable. I make you nervous? Yeah, but if we keep talking, I'm going to get comfortable. Yeah, eventually. no, we're getting to know each other. We're yeah, this we're, is... we're gelling now. Yeah, we're... <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, okay, so this summer you did Beyond Sports. You went through the internship program. I did. Where did you do your internship? And tell us how it went. Right. I actually did it downstairs, which is cool. In the marketing. Rice. Were you in marketing? Yeah, I was in, yes, I was in. Well, I was in public relations, marketing. But, um, I worked directly under Emily Miles, mm-hmm. who is the sport uh, or the PR director for the basketball team, for the men's basketball team Correct. specifically. And so I worked under her, and basically my responsibilities were to kind of promote the whole Beyond Sports program, which was really cool. I was, I was very involved in figuring out what all the interns were doing in their programs, what they liked about it, what was the most exciting, you know, stuff like that. And I was in charge of making websites for interviews with them. And then I got to go and do a couple camera interviews, which was really cool for me because that's something I'm super interested in. And so I got to do that a little bit and kind of compile it all into these websites. And those can be used to promote the program for other schools, for other administrators, stuff like that. So... That was kind of my whole response. Those were my responsibilities over the summer, and it just was a really cool experience. And it was a lot of freedom. Um, she she trusted me a lot, which was you know a good or a bad thing. I don't know, but could be risky, but <laughs> yeah, could but be I, beneficial. high high risk, high reward. Oh, know? I love it. Yeah. I like that. I'm going to use that. One. Yeah, there we go. So I would say reward for sure. But it, I mean, it was it was really cool. She gave me a lot of freedom. I got to play around with it a lot, and I think I think it turned out pretty good. Well, I'm a you know, beyond sports has been very important to me. And I love the fact that you had a chance to, to be in that role. And oh, now yeah. that I hear your schedule that you go to practice weights early and you have some free time, mm-hmm. maybe we can fill that free time. We can bring you back down there and put you to work and oh yeah, be great. Whatever it? you need. You can skip that nap. Yeah. What do you think? Skip my yes. nap. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if I'd be as productive though, you know. That nap just gets me charged up for the day. Well, I don't want to give up our top five finish, so right. if you need yeah, your rest. Okay. We'll, fi- we'll, get it, yeah, we'll get the schedule sorted out. Okay, so you also uh, you did some work with the Carolina Panthers. Is, is, I did. Is that true? I did. And you were with another former Gamecock student athlete with a volleyball background that I know very well. Yes, Caroline Can. So tell us about that. That was real. I actually got that opportunity through Beyond Sports, so Beyond Sports just helped me out in a lot of ways, which is really cool. So yeah, I worked in uh, I worked in the PR department for the Panthers, which was really cool. I worked for them during tra- their training camp down in Spartanburg at Wofford. So I basically was kind of a liaison between the media and the players. So for practice every day, I would kind of help them with their post-practice interviews and kind of making sure it all ran smoothly, making sure the media was in the place they needed to be here there yada yada i would transcribe interviews um lots of different stuff so so you had to grab players and get them to their interviews i did these guys are nfl guys they are they're practically and gods you, you were you were like saying hey get over here we're gonna go do this oh, yeah. interview i'll snap and they them. listened they listened um 55 percent of the time they listened very good <laughs> yeah very good yeah i had to really up my assertive game yeah you had to use that Strong voice. Yeah. I don't yeah. have – I have never been the most assertive, so it was really – it was tough, but it was good. I think yeah. I really – I think N- I – Not anybody. My reputation was solid. Not anybody could do what you did. Yeah. No, it was good. I think they respected me afterward. They're like, all right, this girl means business. She's serious. Yeah. Okay. So tell me – tell me – we've talked a little bit about athletics. Tell me what the non-athletics function of our department means to you. You know, forget beach volleyball for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, the things that happen here that pertains to student athletes, but is sort of out of the realm of 
of of digging and spiking and going in the sand? Right. Uh, I think just being a senior now, I think, has helped me realize so much the resources that are available here, aside from, obviously, coaching and getting to have the nicest facility in the country and all that pretty stuff. But I think just knowing how special it is the amount of resources and the amount of help and support that I have here, and I don't think I fully realized that or appreciated it until I finally got to this point. And I think especially doing this podcast through the mental health department has helped me see that too because, I mean, the athletics department, if you need literally anything at all, there's someone at the snap of a finger to help you, which I think is just so cool and special that you guys have fostered this community of it's not all about athletics and it's not all about, you know, performance uh, as far as on the court goes. It's about mental performance. It's about nutrition. It's about school. It's about so much more than that. And I think just having having a community here that really wants me to be not just a good beach volleyball player but a good a good person and a good human and a good friend a good role model mentor whatever it is um i think that has is something that i've really taken advantage of and at least tried to in my last three years and so it's been really cool well it's really it's great to hear you say that because as the athletics director we do have a great administrative t uh, t uh, staff here but our goal is to provide an experience that's forever mm -hmm. you may play volleyball for a long time you may not but you know your experience here lasts forever and when you come back 10 years from now i want you to be able to say wow well, this was really this was special you know oh, this, was, this was a blast we had resources everything was important whether it was on in the sand or out of the sand you know everything counts and and um, you benefited from it, so that it's great to hear you say that. Mm. What what is your major? What are you going to graduate in? Public relations is my major with a minor in sport and entertainment management. Wow, awesome! Mm -hmm. And when when do you graduate? Graduate in May. You didn't have to bring it up. And then it's <laughs> tear up. I mean, are is grad school in your plans or? Um, it's in a plan. And I have a couple. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I have well, a couple ideas. I got an plans. I, I don't know about plans. Ideas. I got a feeling that if you and I did a lot of these together. We could, we could probably we, we can make it big. We would be off and running. Maybe I should I, just trash those ideas, and I'm just going to put all my eggs in this basket. Just, we could just hang out. All right. I, I don't mind being a sidekick. Okay. You could be the lead. That's okay. You know, there's, Done. there was, back in the day, there was Johnny Carson and Ed McMahon. Mm-hmm. Do you ever remember hearing about them? I, I know the names. You can go Google. Yeah, uh, for sure. After well, this. Johnny Carson was a star. You're the star. Okay. Ed McMahon was a sidekick. Every star needs a sidekick. I'm a sidekick. <laughs> But I, I could I could be there. I think yeah. we could do this probably. I think so too. Yeah. So we maybe maybe we'll just uh, yeah. Especially now that this gets out. I mean, it, we're going to get calls from everywhere. I hope so. Probably have to go to New York soon. I'm guessing. Uh, that's I'm in. Let's do it. Wow. We'll drop everything. My plans are no grad school for me. This is where I'm at. This is my career now. Awesome. So before before I let you go, I got to ask you about Maritz, Coach Ooh. Maritz. Okay. Don't want to get in trouble so, here. No, it's okay because I'm going to protect you. But okay. what? Tell me a little bit about Coach Moritz because he is. We have 16 head coaches here. Mm -hmm. He is the silent one. He is. Does, he is for does sure. Does he like? Does he yell at practice once in a while? Does he? Every once in a while, I will say I've seen him truly angry, angry one time in the last three years, like truly mad. And do you want me to tell you why he was mad? Please. So we had a we had a tournament. I believe it was my freshman year. We had a tournament. It was Mar the beginning of March. It was snowing in March in Columbia, which was weird. 
it was like a sleet snow. I don't even know. But so it starts snowing, and there's two teams playing, and we're getting ready to play. And they end up calling our game, and we don't get to play. And so we have our huddle, and he comes in, and we, we think he's mad at us for some reason. Which, I mean, we didn't. I don't know. We, I was we didn't play we, yet. Exactly. We were like, what? I don't know what's going on. He comes up to our huddle, and he's just really mad. And he was just mad because we didn't get to play. He wasn't even mad at us. He didn't fix the weather. You should have you done yeah, something about that's the weather. Yeah, that's what he said, and we were just like, I'm so sorry. We have to control it better next time. Well, but I, I'm going to, you know, I got my, my binoculars I told you about. Yeah, do you gotta, watch him? I, and I got to get some sound down there. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I got I to get him. We'll get him mic'd up. I got to get him mic'd up. That would be so good. Yeah, that'd, that would be that would be entertaining, wouldn't it? Yeah, no, he has. I don't he, think he's going to be a podcast guest. I, I'm just saying. You don't think so? I don't think he's going to make the cut. I know. I, I tried to ask him to come on the podcast I do, and he was like, he could do better. <laughs> I was like, Mo, come on. I disagree. But, yeah, we'll see. He's a, he's, a great, he's a great coach. I love him. He's very different from any coach I've had in the best ways, and it's just very cool to have built a relationship with him. He's big on, he's big on family and yeah, big on that culture. So he's, he's like, And he's so serious. So serious. Yeah. So and his thing is, and I'm not, and he is. Yeah, no, you guys. Would we make, make it. We make a great couple. Oh, you would. Yeah, you'd balance each other out. Your strengths, his weaknesses, would just be. It'd be a beautiful relationship. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's been great to to visit with you today. I know that obviously there's a future for us going down so the road. Too. I don't know if we'll be able to make it through the academic year. We can probably get some calls that. You know, we'll have to go. Yeah, be I with think, him. yeah, Fallon will probably give us yeah, a call. Yeah, that's probably the I first mean, one. Colbert, I'm just waiting. Yeah, so. so you give me a call. Your people call my people. We'll get it going. We'll get our people together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, your peeps and my peeps. Exactly. All right, Frankie Harrison, Beach Volleyball, getting ready for the National Championship 2020. Woohoo! top five. Good luck. Thank you.